Welcome to the Leadership Prescription Podcast, where leaders come to get their Friday medicine. Your host is the number one business strategist, leadership authority, entrepreneur, author, and keynote speaker, Dana Michelle Woods. If you are ready for the leader's talk, then without further ado, here is Dana Michelle Woods. Hello, everyone. It's Dana Michelle Woods of DMWI Consulting, and welcome to the Leadership Prescription Podcast, where leaders come to get their Friday medicine. I am so excited to be with you this afternoon. Well, actually, well, it's 11 o'clock, so it's not that afternoon just yet. Somewhere around the world, though, there it is 11 o'clock, but I'm so glad to be here I'm with you. And today, we're going to, you have me today, and we're going to be talking about um, remote employees whether or not it's a good idea for management to decide to implement a remote employee um, plan in their, in their company. And let me say this, it's, it has its pros and its cons, and I will get into both of those. And then I'll give you my overall recommendation. And, you know, today's workforce has changed from my parents' era, you know, where everybody showed up to work, you know, rise early, kind of stay late, do what you need to do to get in there. And I can um, honestly say that the workplace has changed because the employee has changed. And you find a lot more of employees wanting that work-life balance. You find more employees are wanting more flexibility with their schedules. And you can kind of make the argument that the, um, the employee is kind of almost working to their own leisure or to their own schedule. And I'll define that a little bit later. So don't cut me off, don't send me a comment yet. I wanna unfold this, unpackage, you know, the idea of implementing a remote um, employee system in your company. And sometimes in well, most large companies, I should say, you will find larger companies implementing a flexible work schedule and the flexible work schedule will consist of you know you have the option to either work from home um, you have the option to um, not only work from home but you also can um, you also can um, as you're working from home you can have the option to um, you can have the option to work in the office you have a choice I know many years ago um, when I was starting out in corporate America, you know, I didn't have an option. It was okay. Your work schedule is eight to, you know, it is eight. I think it was like eight to four thirty. You know, with a, you know, with a break, of course, in between. But I did not have that option where I had the flexibility to work from home. I wish I did. I think, and I'll talk about that in a second as well. And I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. You know, the pro in terms of having an employee work from home, which means that they're using a dedicated computer for your company. Um, hopefully you would have an intranet site where they can log in. They're not able to, you know, send, send materials, send work externally outside of the intranet site. An intranet site would be like a SharePoint. An intranet site is just what the word intra means, it's internal. 
that means that an outsider who does not have access or has not been granted access cannot access that intranet site. And so I love SharePoint. You can find that at Office 365. At DMWI Consulting, we use SharePoint as well. That's our repository. That's how we interact. Repository means that's where we store all our company information. There's no need to store anything on your on your website. There's no reason to, I'm not your website, I apologize. There's no reason to store information on your desktop. There we go. And there is no reason to um, even put it in my documents. And I've known, I have a client of mine where the employee had left the company and all of her information was password protected. And she had a lot of stuff on her desktop, desktop and she had a lot of information in her My Documents. So now she has departed. We can't get in, you know, into the information and it caused a really, really um, a big rift. And we thought about, okay, what can we do differently moving forward? And one of the things when they moved to the new IT company, the IT company told us, you know, guess what? You don't have to share anything or save anything. I'm going to me today. You don't have to save anything on your desktop. You can prevent employees from saving on the desktop as well as on the my documents in there with within their you know own setup the network setup and so i was like oh my god that was like that was for that one for, that was awesome to, for me to hear as a consultant but it was good for my client to hear that as well because i can pass that information like i'm doing right now to you because here's the caveat to why you don't want your employees to share um, to save on their desktop if there's a computer crash typically in most companies the desktop is not backed up What's backed up is what's on the network. Um, um, that's what's backed up. If you're using an Office 365, there is no network. Everything's backed up into the cloud. So, that, that, so that's how that works there. But getting back to the remote employee, you know, the remote employee, you know, one, they'll have their own computer. They'll have maybe their own phone line. They're using, you know, a dedicated internet server so they can have that, you know, high speed performance internet connectivity. So they, so they're transmitting some large files within the organization. You know, they're not relying on their homes. Um, internet connection. So that's one thing there. And then the other thing um, that um, the employee will need, of course, they need a phone line so they can communicate unless they're doing instant messaging or they're doing FaceTime or they're using a company's conference line where they can do video conference to see one another, they can participate in meetings without having to be there. And so for the employee, it's very flexible for them to be able to um, it's flexible for them to be able to not be at an office. They don't have to, they don't have to travel, they don't have to be stuck in traffic. They can work from home, set their own kind of schedule per se, long as it long as it benefits the company. And then the next thing is you're gonna save office space. And so rather than having, you know, looking for office space for 50 employees, you may be able to save money in terms of your property tax. You may be able to save money on furniture. You may be able to save money on your electricity, you know, um, office space in itself. You may not need a larger space for your team, but you will need some office space to have like an office presence. And so I get why there is a benefit, not only to the employee, but it's also a financial benefit to the company as well. And then I have found, even when I was in corporate and I worked from home at times, 
I found myself being so engaged in what I was doing that I really gave the company more time. Now, granted, I was in management, but I noticed that you know, when you're working from home and you got a nice setup and you feel at peace, you know, you know, no one's distracting you. You really feel like, you know, you just kind of like, you know, you know, you just kind of like plugging along. You just, you're knocking out, knocking out things. You're knocking out those projects. You know, you're jumping on those emails, you know, you're returning calls, you know, you're sending over your reports and you're able to get a whole lot done because one, you don't have any distractions unless there's people at your home and you don't have a dedicated um, space, like an office space in your house where you can close the door and everyone knows that mom or dad, you know, or just yourself, you may not have any kids, you know, there's a, you know, you know that there's, you know, um, there is the doors closed, meaning that you're busy and that you're working. And so that then you're not to be disturbed. And so when you're in an environment where it's just you and you're working at your own rhythm, you're working, you know, according to your own little to-do list, you can get lost in time and forget that like, oh my God, I've been working on this, for, I've been working since seven o'clock this morning and it's now seven o'clock in the evening. So some employees productivity will get, productivity will increase and the company can benefit um, from that employee working from home. So let me go over your three again. The flexibility for the employee, they don't have to deal with the traffic. Two, it's going to save money and time because one, that person is not coming to a physical location. And so again, they're working at their home, you know, using their electricity. Ah, come on now. And the third thing is that you, depending on the employee, you will find the employee will give you more productivity because they're working from home, because one, you know, they're not looking at, you know, Sam and Sally walking by, you know, no one's coming past their cubicle for social, you know, at that social minute, you know, how's it going and so forth. But I love social minutes. I love that water cooler. Let's talk, let's share. But sometimes some people don't know how to turn that off. And it should be like less than a five minute conversation. And now it's like 30 minutes and they, they, they spent their 30 minutes talking to their employee, talking to their colleagues, as opposed to talking to, you know, talking or working, you know, with a client or a customer and working on their work itself. And so I, I get why, you know, um, why some people frown upon that the cooler or the interact the social interaction they call it you know where people forget that it's good to be friendly we want you to communicate with one another but we don't want it to be where we look up we walk past you 30 minutes ago and we come back and you're still talking to the same person and it has nothing to do with the job then it becomes abuse and so the pros again stacks in the favor not just for the employee but it stacks in the favor of the company from a financial point of view as well as from an output point of view what that employees want to be able to give you because they don't have that social interaction disruption that takes place mostly in every organization i have found now what are the cons so here are the cons that i have come up with and what it is, you lose that face-to-face -face time. And let me explain why that is so key. I love technology. You know, when we, we're doing the Zoom, we're doing our podcast right now using video conferencing. And so it's a really beneficial. I still get to see you. So I do have the face-to-face, -face, but it's something different. When you're in the office, you're in the same room, and I can not only see you face to face, but I also experience what I call your synergy. And
And I feel as though the synergy that of us coming together, everyone's energy, creating a synergy that allows us to really kind of, you know, kind of bounce ideas off one another. It makes collaboration, oh my goodness, so um, it, it makes it effortlessly, you know, it's an awesome experience because we're in the room together. I can really, you can see me on a video, but it's still, there's something missing from being there live. And I'll ask you this question. If you had the choice to see your favorite artist play, would you wanna be able to watch your favorite artist in your home? Or would you wanna be um, at, the, at the live performance where the artist that you love, that you would, oh my God, give your right arm for, you'd rather be in there, that room with that artist right then and there. And I'm gonna tell you, 90% of you will say, I'd rather be there. I don't wanna be at home, even though it's you know comfortable for me, it's nothing like being there, quote, quote, live. And so with an employee working from home, it's not live. It's, it's in a different environment. And so when you have your entire team spread throughout the country or spread throughout the state, you know, some are, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. They're still working for the better, betterment of the company, but they're working, you know, in silo. They're not working co collaboratively. They're not working together. It does cause um, there to be a disconnect in the organization. And you can kind of feel like everybody, everyone is doing their own thing at their own pace at their own time. And that's why I have an issue with, you know, it, you have to assess if that's a good, um, as a good business decision. As a leader, you have to determine if implementing a flexible work schedule, which will allow employees to have remote work remotely, if that's the culture that you're trying to create, because it will create a culture that if you're not careful, it's not the culture that you were, sh that you, that you were shooting for. And so be mindful of that. So again, the con here is that the employee is not in the room um, with the, with their team, with management and so forth. And so it will give the impression that the culture is almost, if anything, there is no culture, one would make the argument, is that, you know, we're not physically there. So the culture in your home may be different than a culture in my home. And so I know in organizations, it's really imperative that they have a positive culture. They have a culture that is uh, one that allows people to um, that allows people to connect. And sometimes you can't connect. Sometimes you can't connect over the video. It's nothing like working together in person in the same room. You know, sharing a sharing a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. It's nothing like it. However, we do use technology and we can collaborate with using technology. And so I'm not against it because I use it in my business every single week. And so I'm not against that. It's just that I know for me, uh, and I'll give an example here. Let me, let me just kind of deviate for a second. Um, for years, I've had my business. I've worked from home. Um, I, if I needed something done, I would outsource the, you know, the assignment, the work and so forth. And, and I had a, a spot, um, a spot in the, um, off in the family room, um, we had a den where I had my office. And so it was perfect. And, but I can tell you from personal experience, um, I wasn't always as efficient. 
um, working from home. And I would get distracted, you know, the, the sofa would be there, the TV would be there, you know, the kitchen is upstairs, the bedroom is up a few more floors, you know, the outside, you know, let me make an errand. And so for me, sometimes I found being at home not to be the best place for me to be productive. Now, I was able to get my assignments done, my clients work done, and so forth. But when I shifted in 2019 to bringing everybody in-house and having everything under one roof and being, I wanted that. I, 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 I'm like, oh, I should have done this earlier, you know, and I've heard the argument that if you're not meeting clients, then just work from home. And some people can do that. They're very disciplined, but I'm old school and I have enjoyed putting on a suit. I know it's casual Friday right now, but put on a suit, get, grabbing my, uh, my, my briefcase, briefcase bag and just heading out to the office. And the wonderful thing that I love, that's why I love being CEO of DMWI Consulting, and that is I live five minutes from my house. You know, I'm sorry, five minutes from the office. And so I am able to, you know, if I need to run home from something, I can. Um, and so that was, a. I remember having a client who said, oh, I live up the street. I'm like, oh, the day will come when I can say that about myself. And now granted, I wasn't looking for a place that was close to home. It just happened that I felt a really good opportunity and I took advantage of that opportunity. And so my point is that I'm able to work here. I'm able to see clients here, you know, they're not coming to my home. I don't have to rent off. I don't have to rent, you know, a day space you know, to meet someone. And so it has been, we do training here. It has been so beneficial. And I like to see my team face to face. I like to see how they're interacting and talking and sharing and working together, collaborating. I like to see that. You know, if I'm walking by, I'm not trying to ear, ear, um, you know, eavesdrop on their conversation, but I just love to see that interaction. And when you have your employees working from home, you don't have that interaction. It's, it's just not the same. And so I, I really want to kind of point that out to you that it really is not. And so, but again, let me be clear. I am not against technology using, you know, video conferencing. We use it all the, we use it again every week. I'm not against that. You can do coaching with it. You can have training with it. You can do webinars. I'm not against that. Hands down, I'm not. But when you're building a culture, when you're trying to build a synergy in your team, within your team, that may not be the best way to do that. Now, when you have an international company, it may not be cost effective for you to fly the whole team you know, across the world to have the collaboration. That's when technology can be so powerful, that it allows you to meet with people in different time zones and you come together and collaborate and do business together. So again, let me preface this again, I'm not against the technology, I am just saying that keep it in mind that there's gonna be some pros, some cons, there's gonna be some wins and losses when you implement um, a flexible work schedule by the means of um, offering employees uh, working from home remotely. And then the um, one of the other things that I had here, the other con in this is that some employees will, and I said this earlier, I'll come back to that thought, some employees will um, take the flexible schedule and they will take that at their leisure. In other words, they're working when it's convenient for them. So they may say, okay, you know what? My boss says, I don't care how you get it done, as long as you get it done. 
So I may take the half a morning and run errands and, you know, drop off my kids somewhere and kind of take care of the matters of the home. And then I may be up, you know, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, hammering out my work and I delivered it on time and everyone received the information. But again, you're working at your leisure. You're not working at the company's I call it the company standard company standard hours. And so that's something where you have to be, you know, you have to decide, are you going to allow employees to work their own schedule or they're going to work the approved schedule that you uh, that both parties agreed upon when the person was hired. And so you don't care that, you know, so-and-so gets up at one o'clock in the morning and knocks out the project as opposed to being online or available at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. If you're comfortable with that and you can manage that and you know that, that person is going to give you 100% quality work when they submit it, then go for it. So when you're implementing a remote um, employee um, plan in your company to, to allow it to be more flexible, because a lot of times companies do that because it says a benefit. So, you know, like a benefit would be like we offer for a 1K match. That's a benefit. Or if you could put down, you know, you're trying to attract top um, type, trying to attract top talent. I tell you, tongue twisted today, when you're trying to attract um, top talent, and they're looking for, you know, additional ways that they can be compensated or making additional benefits besides that base salary, that may be a deal breaker. You know, do I have the leisure to work from home? And so if you're trying to attract those type of individuals who are looking for that, they don't want to be stuck in traffic. They don't, you know, they, they want to work from home. They're going to give you 100%. Then, you know, then that's something they're looking for that. And they're trying to decide between your company and somebody else's. You, you don't offer, but they do. You may lose that top talent person because of that one area of benefit where um, you don't offer that remote access um, capability in your organization. But I always say that because your competitor or another company is offering a flexible work schedule, if you're not able to put a best practice in to implement a remote employees working from remotely from home, then don't do it until you have the resources around it, you know, until you can make sure that that employee is going to not work at their leisure. They're working at the benefit of the company, and that is what's important. Because I'm I, again, I think that um, having a flexible work schedule, which allows certain employees, certain positions, to work from home, I think it's a wonderful idea. I think it's a positive idea. I think it's a, a step in the right direction. However, let me say this here, not to contradict what I just said. I said employees. There are certain employees that if they are essential that working from remote, uh, working remotely may not be an option. And so then you have that group of people who are essential, um, they need to be there, that you can't give them that benefit, then they're going to say, well, what's the trade-off? You know, with this group over here, they're, I know they're not essential, but they get an opportunity to work from home and we do not. So it can, you can have a benefit that really benefits only a certain segment of your workplace, certain segment of your work population, and others, it's an actual discrimination against them. So you have to have something else that, um, that works in their favor because you don't want to create benefits where only one group will benefit from the benefit, okay? So kind of keep that in mind. 
And so, um, so talking about, um, you know, implementing a remote employees, a flexible work schedule that allows employees to work from home, it is a business decision. You have to think about how will the business benefit? Let me say it again. How will the business benefit? It's not about the employee benefiting. It's about the company benefiting. Because remember, we're all coming together in an organization for the betterment of the company. And so we're bringing our, we're bringing our expertise, we're bringing our skills, we're bringing our experience um, into an organization because we have assigned up to run with the vision of that organization. And so it's not that we're working for, you know, we're not working for ourselves. We're working for a greater purpose. And so it's important that when you're considering offering a flexible work schedule, that you look at it from both sides. Like I gave you the pro and I gave you the con. And so you want to be able to be mindful of that because I know that some employee, employers, leaders and managers, directors, CEOs are wondering, well, how can we manage that person? How do we know that person is giving us 100% and always look at the quality of their work? And so if it's, you know, if you, if you are comfortable getting my example, them giving you work at one o'clock in the morning, as opposed to one o'clock in the afternoon, if that works for your company, then okay, so win, win for both people. However, if you prefer people to work during company hours, and for me personally, I like people to work during company hours, but I also have people that are salary and sometimes a project can take you 12 o'clock, one o'clock in, in the morning. I've done it myself numerous of times. And so I'm okay with that however we have to be able to make sure that we are we are available to our internal customers which are the different departments that we interact with as well as we're um, available to our external customers you know unless you're in a very unique business you're not talking to a customer at two o'clock in the morning unless you're IT that's totally different totally totally different so you want to make sure that when you implement a remote employee process that one it's going to cover the company's hours and that the clients will not know the difference that i'm talking to someone who's working from home or somebody who's actually in the office and so it's not just an easy decision to jump into and say, yes, let's go ahead and do this because we're going to, um, the, the employees will, will love us. It's not about that because once you implement it, it's going to be really hard. Let me say this. It's going to be really hard for you to, to withdraw that benefit if you find that it's not working for your company. And so to go back, to come to your employees and say, listen, we want to pull the, you know, the flexible work schedule off the table and no longer can employees work from home. Oh, you're going to hear some grumbling. You, oh, you may have, you will have a, it may stop production. You may have, morale may go down. You could cause more harm than good because guess what? People have become accustomed to that benefit and they had built their lives around, I have a flexible work schedule. So that's why I always say that, think, of, think very, very carefully if you're going to implement employees working from home. And for those employees that are essential, what benefit are you gonna offer them? Because you don't wanna have a benefit that looks, as, that looks like you favor one group versus the other. And so I hopefully this information today was really beneficial because remember leaders make 
key decisions, but your decision must conclude must include a 360 point of view. You can't look at just the left. You got to look at it from all angles and you got to be able to um, test that idea out and say, okay, if we do this, then what will happen here? You have to always, as a leader, look at the impact of your decision. Will your decision be in the best interest of the company or will it be in the best interest of the employee? And to be honest with you, when you can make a decision as a leader that really benefits all sides, oh, that's a powerful thing. And so, but don't be, don't be disappointed if the decision that you make it's not one that you can green light right now. And you may green light it down the road. So again, never be hasty in making a decision. Make sure that when you make the decision that there's no regret because you have considered all angles of it and you made a final decision, you made a decisive decision and you made it in the best interest of your company. I am Dana Michelle Woods of DMWI Consulting. You've been on the Leadership Prescription Podcast where leaders come to get their uh, weekly talk and they on uh, the weekly talk and their weekly medicine. And so I am excited that you joined me today. If you have any questions, please submit them at podcast at DanaMWoods.com, and we will definitely get back to you. Until next time, you will not want to miss our upcoming session. It's going to be great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dana and Friends. Please stop by her website at www.DanaMWoods.com. Remember, leadership, a badge of honor, not an entitlement. 